on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Dominic Catronio. A win that was so important, it is without measure. Must win games is a catchphrase, right, for a lot of us in the media world. Oh, they have to win this game. No, this truly was a must win game, especially when you're staring at that out of town scoreboard down the right field line here at Chase Field and you see Dodgers 12, Padres 1, and you also see Giants 5, Phillies 4. Those games both went final during this game. The Brewers knew. They had an opportunity, finally, to gain some ground. And it took until the ninth inning to get themselves off the deck. They were down 6-4, then 6-5, and then finally, Rowdy Telez ties it. Tyrone Taylor wins it in the 10th. A full team effort today. They win a thriller, 8-6, to over the Diamondbacks. This is... Brewers Extra Innings. We'll be with you until 12.30 tonight. And wow, what a win. Also, shout out to the Brewers fans here in the Valley of the Sun. Let's go Brewers chants audibly throughout the ballpark. I was joking with some folks here in the press box. Is this what Cubs fans feel like when they come to AmFam? It has to be. I mean, it's such an amazing feeling to infiltrate another team's home park and generate some mojo, and generate some momentum. Brewers win 8-6. to six. I want your participation. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. You can tweet me as well, at Dom underscore Catronio. Again, D-O-M underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. Did you like the send by Jason Lane to send McCutcheon there in the in the fifth inning? Did you like how Craig Council played his cards with bringing Rowdy Telez in to hit for Ruiz? Did you like how uh, Este Uri Ruiz looked today? Did you are you worried about Corbin Burns? Are you excited about the bullpen? There's a lot of ways we can go with this, and a little time to do it as the Brewers win eight to six in this one. For me, I tweeted this that the Brewers. I thought this was going to be the day they clicked and the day that they finally got back on track, especially in regards to extra base hits. We had the challenge on Brewers Warm today. Who do you think was going to get the first extra base hit and in what inning it would be? Nobody had Luis Urias hitting a double in the cleanup spot in the second inning. A few folks got the second inning right, but nobody had Urias finally getting the Brewers off the schneid as far as the lack of extra base hits. And not only that, they got back in the home run column. They hadn't hit a homer in four games. Tyrone Taylor hits two of them. Rowdy hits the game-tying shot in the ninth. So they have a total of 12 hits in the game. Seven of them were for extra bases. They just saved them all for today. And the Brewers finally got to the as-advertised Diamondbacks bullpen. An over 5.5 ERA as a bullpen. And the Brewers finally got to him. They made him pay. They made it hurt. Now they have a tall task waiting for them tomorrow going for the split with Zach Gallon on the mound for the Diamondbacks. Getting to the text line here, uh, a few folks that were chiming in about the uh, guesses earlier today. A few folks, yep, got second inning right. Brewers win. Burns did not get over six strikeouts, but we will take it. Absolutely agree with that. Doug saying, after being demoted for the bench for pretty much no reason, Tyrone Taylor saved the season. This guy is a winner. 
Doug, you did say so in the warm-up show. He was getting a raw deal. He said he'd get an extra base hit. He did two of them. You're right. Now be smart and play him every day. Can't see that he's clutch. So my take with Tyrone is that he's been asked to do more. He's been asked to be an everyday center fielder when maybe he's more of a platoon, complementary, not necessarily a fourth outfielder, but a little more than a fourth outfielder type because he plays above average defense. He can give you some power in the center field spot. He runs well. He's got a decent enough arm, too. But to be asked to play every day just wasn't working out for him. Pitchers were timing up, timing him out and understanding he was chasing sliders, and he was making the adjustment in this game. Tyrone getting the start and taking advantage. He was only retired uh, twice tonight in his five plate appearances. Reached on a fielder's choice in the second. Always a weird squibber up the third baseline. Doubled in the fourth. Homered in the sixth. Grounded out in the eighth. And then homered in the tenth. What a night for Tyrone Taylor getting the Brewers back on track in this one. I want to hear more from you. We're going to talk with Vinny Rotino in just a little bit as well. The Brewers had a... I mean, they were down in the dumps for a while. They were down 6-4. to four, And they get their 33rd come-from-behind win in this game. That is the third most in all of baseball. It's what they do. You can't judge this team when it's in the 7th or the 8th. Got to wait till all 27 or more, as required tonight. Outs are recorded. Plenty more to come here on Brewers X Trainings. We're just getting going on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Three on the left side of the infield for the Diamondbacks, and Middleton's first pitch is a high fly ball deep right. Going back is Varsho at the track, at the wall, he leaps up, and it is a home run for Tyrone Taylor. It just got out of here and flew. The only second opposite field home run of Tyrone Taylor's career. Out to right field, the first of two on the night. His third career multi-homer game as a Brewer. What a day for Tyrone. He gets three hits. All three hits go for extra bases. He is certainly the player of the game tonight for the Brew Crew. They win 8-6 to six tonight. Want to hear from you, 8 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet me as well, at Dom underscore Catronio. I've got a crazy stat about Rowdy Telez and his home runs. Of course, he hits the game-tying home run in the ninth inning as a pinch hitter. Not only was it his first uh, uh, hit as a pinch hitter, it goes yard. He was 0-9 for 9 going into that at-bat as a pinch hitter this season. And he gets his first hit in big fashion. A home run to tie it. It is the third time this season, in the ninth inning or later, Rowdy Telez has hit a game-tying home run. That puts him in a tie for the third, er, for, tie for the second most in baseball. So Josh Naylor with the Cleveland Guardians has four homers to either tie the game or give his team the lead in the ninth inning or later. He's the only one with four. The rest of the list at three goes Aaron Judge, of course, Tyro Estrada with the Giants. Eugenio Suarez with the Mariners. Rowdy Telez joining that crew tonight. And Keston Hira is in that crew as well. That's some pretty darn good company right there with two Brewers on the list. Only team with multiple representation on it as well. So the Brewers get some clutch homers. They get three of them tonight. They had gone the last four games without a home run. In fact, they had gone the last two games without an extra base hit. Great stuff from the Brewers to get themselves off the deck. Looking at the standings right now, the Brew Crew are currently two and a half games back, but it's essentially three and a half of that last wild card spot. 
San Diego's only a half game up on Philadelphia. So we're just going to refer to it as the last wild card spot. Everyone's going to play 162 at the end of the year, and the Brewers don't have the tiebreaker in either one of them. All they got to do is have one more win than the other. That's all that they're asking for. So they're three and a half back right now with 30, uh, with 30 games to go. They are 70 and 62 now. It's going to be over in the blink of an eye. It's, I mean, we're almost exactly one month away from the end of the season, and the Brewers only have three more off days, and two of them come not this coming week, but the following week. Next, uh, not Monday, Labor Day, obviously, but Monday and Thursday of the following week, the Brewers have two of their final three remaining off days. So with the doubleheader coming up on Thursday, and it's going to be a lot of games here down the stretch, and a lot of them, at home, 20 of the last 26 will be at home once the Brewers get back home after this road trip. The Brewers, look, they needed this one. I, I said it last night wrapping up the show. This was the definition of a must-win game, and they got it. They gained ground when they needed to. 855-616-1620 if you're still up and want to chat with us here on Brewers Extra Innings. We will continue to roll on. Vinny Rutino will join us in just a little bit. We also got Craig Council sound. We got highlights, a lot of highlights to get to here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Pitt as a pinch hitter. It goes yard. He was 0 for 9 going into that at bat as a pinch hitter this season. And he gets his first hit in big fashion, a home run to tie it. It is the third time this season. In the ninth inning or later, Rowdy Telez has hit a game-tying home run. That puts him in a tie for the third, er, for, tie for the second most in baseball. So Josh Naylor with the Cleveland Guardians has four homers to either tie the game or give his team the lead in the ninth inning or later. He's the only one with four. The rest of the list at three goes Aaron Judge, of course, Tyro Estrada with the Giants, Eugenio Suarez with the Mariners, Rowdy Telez joining that crew tonight, and Keston Hira is in that crew as well. That's some pretty darn good company right there with two Brewers on the list. Only team with multiple representation on it as well. So the Brewers get some clutch homers. They get three of them tonight. They had gone the last four games without a home run. In fact, they had gone the last two games without an extra base hit. Great stuff from the Brewers to get themselves off the deck. Looking at the standings right now. The Brew Crew are currently two and a half games back, but it's essentially three and a half of that last wild card spot. San Diego is only a half game up on Philadelphia, so we're just going to refer to it as the last wild card spot. Everyone's going to play 162 at the end of the year, and the Brewers don't have the tiebreaker in either one of them. All they got to do is have one more win than the other. That's all that they're asking for. So they're three and a half back right now with 30, uh, with 30 games to go. They are 70 and 62 now. It's going to be over in the blink of an eye. It's, I mean, we're almost exactly one month away from the end of the season, and the Brewers only have three more off days, and two of them come not this coming week, but the following week. Next, uh, not Monday, Labor Day, obviously, but Monday and Thursday of the following week, the Brewers have two of their final three remaining off days. So with the doubleheader coming up on Thursday, and it's going to be a lot of games here down the stretch, and a lot of them, at home, 20 of the last 26 will be at home once the Brewers get back home after this road trip. The Brewers, look, they needed this one. I, I said it last night wrapping up the show. This was the definition of a must-win game, and they got it. They gained ground when they needed to. 855-616-1620 if you're still up and want to chat with us here on Brewers Extra Innings. We will continue to roll on. Vinny Rutino will join us in just a little bit. We also got Craig Council sound. We got highlights, a lot of highlights to get to here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. 
This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 1-1 pitch. Fly ball. Shallow right. Renfro sprinting in. He won't get there, but sliding and making a great catch is Urias, who went out into right, and he'll turn and double off the runner, Marte, at first. Oh, Urias came out of nowhere. That was a wild play. The Brewers did a lot of little things right today in his 8-6 win over the Diamondbacks in 10 innings, mind you. What a win for the Brew Crew. So that play came to end the fifth inning right after the Diamondbacks had tied things up on a home run from Dalton Varsha. Look, Corbin Burns did not have his best stuff tonight. He had another weird outing, and September traditionally has been one of his best months of the season, but now Corbin, five and two-thirds, seven hits, five runs, all earned. His ERA is now over three. Three walks as well, only five strikeouts. He did get to 200 strikeouts for his career, which uh, makes him only the third Brewer ever to have back-to-back seasons of at least 200 strikeouts. The others, Teddy Higuera and, of course, Giovanni Gallardo. The Brewers got a weird one from Corbin Burns. We're going to chat with Vinny Rotino about it. Vinny, I know you just finished talking about it on television. Of course, former Brewer, now on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Corbin Burns, what a what a weird, weird day again. Is there any cause for an alarm bell in your eyes? Is there anything that jumps out to you about why Corbin has suddenly hit this mini funk in the last few starts? So I don't know why. All I know is there's 17 earned runs that he's given up in his last four, and that covers around 21 innings, I think I calculated. And that that's... That in in and of itself is is a little alarming. I mean, I think it all started with that um, that game against Tony Gonsolin when all eyes were you know on the Dodgers Brewers game out in L.A. and he only went three and two thirds. Um, and then ever since he's been a little bit inconsistent with that cutter. I mean, it all it all starts and ends with that cutter for Corbin Burns. I did a little breakdown on the show tonight where he he'll. He'll every once in a while, even when the cutter's on, he'll every once in a while yank one, and then he'll every once in a while have one back up on him. And that's just a mechanics thing. That's where he'll talk about he's not feeling, you know, through release, you know, where he wants to feel that pitch come out of his hand. Um, but you're just seeing it more lately, and all of a sudden he's getting behind hitters. He's, he's leaving cutters out over the middle. Um, He's good enough, and obviously the stuff is good enough to kind of get away with it. Um, but if you're only, uh, I think it's 12 for 26 on first pitch strikes tonight, it doesn't matter how good your stuff is. If you're behind every hitter or most of your hitters, um, you're going to struggle. And that's that's what I see from Corbin Burns lately. And this Diamondbacks team, let's, let's give them credit. I mean, they're talented and they're scrappy. And so they're not going to swing and miss at a lot of stuff. Um, it, it, that, that's I, I don't see much alarm. I think he'll he'll work through this. He'll work out of it. You always see Corbin Burns do so. So I think he'll be fine. But yeah, I mean it's it's a four start stretch now where he's given up 17 earned runs. So you just want to take note of that. He'll he'll make some adjustments though, and and get better from it. And to the pitch repertoire, he was really a, just a two-pitch pitcher tonight. He had very little success with the curveball. He only threw nine strikes on the curve out of 24 thrown. The changeup was great, though, given how many lefties he was seeing. Granted, Dalton Varsho put a couple of good swings on him. The Milwaukee boy, Marshfield Proud, getting the job done for the Diamondbacks. I mean, this was the kind of game, though, Vinny, 
the Brewers needed to win, not just because of the standings, but to prove themselves against a very good team that's better than the record indicates in the Diamondbacks, that they can win a slugfest and keep up with a team that's built pretty similar to them as far as you know, they, they don't hit a ton of homers, but they draw walks, they grind out at bats, but they've got a lot more speed of the Brewers, which makes things very interesting. I thought a slugfest win is something the Brewers need to try to find themselves in, in some more slugfests a little bit more down the stretch here. Dom, if they didn't win this game, uh, the Brewers are totally dead in the water. I mean, because now you got to face Zach Gallon tomorrow, and you got Jason Alexander on the mound for the Brewers, which take nothing away from Jason Alexander. He actually pitched beautifully last time out. Um, but Zach Gallon hasn't given up a run in 34 innings. And if you lose tonight, you, you're, your back is completely up against the wall. Um, and, again, I think the, just the energy and, and the letdown of losing tonight would would just create such uh, just a negative a negative feel around this team um, for us to talk about, but also in that clubhouse and in the dugout. So this was such a huge win. What a shot in the arm, Rowdy Telez coming up with that big home run in the ninth. I mean, on the show I talked about it. It felt a little bit like Pedro Serrano in Major League coming up with that two run home run in the ninth against the Duke. Um, but <laughs> it was uh, what a what a big big comeback win for the Brewers and look this is the type of win that they could rally around and all of a sudden you know just start back getting back into those winning ways hopefully that's the case oh wow I, I agree I like that reference though Pedro Serrano <laughs> don't touch Joe Boo's rum and uh chew Rowdy smashed a fastball no trouble with the curveball and uh it's uh, a heck of a, a heck of a reference by you my friend that's awesome but we got more to come with Vinny we got to break down some other decisions from this game I want to give praise to the unsung heroes the bullpen the Brewers bullpen really kept things going we're going to talk about that coming up here with Vinny we'll be with you until uh 1240 tonight here on Brewers Extra Innings plenty more to come on the home of the Brewers W WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. One-two pitch. Rowdy, a high fly ball, right center field. Racing back is Thomas at the track. Gone! Rowdy Telez ties it at six. Another clutch ninth inning home run from Big Randy. His 28th of the season. And it's a brand new ball game in the desert. Gotta love it. Big Randy nickname lives on. What a moment for Rowdy Telez. He has got the clutch gene as of late. Brewers win 8-6 in 10 innings. We want to hear from you if you're still up with us. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Here with Vinny Rotino, I'm Dominic Catronio. It's the, it's the Paisan show right now, Vinny. we got a lot going on uh, with the Brew Crew. But let, let's go back, though, what was a controversial moment at the time. I want to go back to the fifth inning here. Brewers have the leadoff man aboard with Andrew McCutcheon on first base. They are tied up 2-2 two to two at this point. And Adamas rips a double down a left field line. And Jason Lane, in a 2-2 game, the Brewers haven't really been doing much offensively. They just had a man on third with only one out, and they struck out back-to-back batters in the third, or rather in the fourth. So now, Jason Lane has a split-second decision to make. He's got arguably his second-fastest, third-fastest runner on the team, Andrew McCutcheon, coming around third. And the left fielder is just picking up the ball as McCutcheon is approaching third base. He has to decide in the split-second, do I send Andrew McCutcheon? 
with nobody out and the top of the order up. He sends him. It takes two perfect throws. He gets thrown out at the plate. Adama sends up a third. He does end up scoring on an error, but the Brewers only got one run in the fifth. So I ask you, I personally was A-OK with it. I thought it was a good, aggressive send, given the context of the situation. What do you think of a potential second and third nobody out, or what actually happened? I want second and third nobody out right there, Dom, and only because Madison Bumgarner's on the mound. You said it last night on the show, this is the worst starting pitcher in all of baseball in the second half. He's very hittable. You have Hunter Renfro coming up. You have Luis Arias coming up. You have Keston Hira coming up. I like my chances with those three guys against Madison Bumgarner. I know the team has been anemic in scoring runs. I know the team has been terrible with runners in scoring position. I, I just like those matchups a little bit better than taking the chance right there on scoring from uh, fr- from first base right there on that double. That that's just the way I see it. I, I, look, it could go either way. I'm about I'm about seventy thirty on that send, but I do like the matchups coming forward after that. And I know that. Maybe the matchups would have gone a little bit different. Pitch usage might have been changed. But, I mean, look, the next batter, Renfro, he popped out in foul territory. Then Urias was hit by a pitch on a 3-2 offering. And the inning should have been over on the error at second base. I mean, on the grounder to second base, that Rojas, it was routine as routine gets. And instead, it brings home the only run. The Brewers didn't get a hit for the rest of the inning. So, to Bumgarner's credit, he hammered down, and he did his job to get out of the inning. His defense just failed him, which is another example of the Brewers' lack of situational hitting these days. Again, with a runner on third and less than two outs, they couldn't get a ball out of the infield. And the runners in scoring position, not to be a Debbie Downer, will continue to hold this team back. They go 4 for 15 tonight, or excuse me, 3 for 13 tonight with runners in scoring position. So now on the series, they are just 3 for 17. And one of those hits was the home run by Tyrone Taylor in the 10th inning. It continues to be an Achilles heel that might keep the Brewers out of the out of the playoffs. Yeah, so I agree. I totally agree. W- what I see, okay, what Tyrone Taylor said in his interview, and I think you'll, you, you guys will play that in the next segment, is how, how loose that he has been working on he's been trying to stay loose at the plate and so what I why I'm bringing that up that pop out in that inning that Hunter Renfro popped out to the catcher with runners on on, on, runner on third base he did not get the job done Willie Damas was on third you just see it from this team they know all the numbers that you're talking about they can feel it they can feel us talking about it they can feel you know you know that this team hasn't been scoring runs especially with runners in scoring position haven't been getting the runners over haven't been getting it, them in in situational hitting and so what happens is you tighten up just a little bit and you can see, you almost saw that in that at bat that Hunter Renfro popped out to the catcher i'm saying if they don't send him there and now all of a sudden there is nobody out, you might approach that at bat a little bit looser. So that's number one. And number two, just in general, I think Tyrone Taylor just hit the nail on the head. He may have unlocked something that might unlock, help unlock something for the other guys. It's just they got to loosen up. They can't try and force this. This is not going to happen that way. Hopefully they learn that lesson tonight and they'll take that forward going forward for the rest of September. Well, I'll say he unlocked something. He got three extra base hits tonight. What a oh night goodness. for him. I mean, it, it certainly worked. Uh, uh, another thing I want to touch on, excluding Brad Boxberger, who had a tough seventh inning, or a tough sixth inning, I beg your pardon. Seven, eight, nine, ten. The Brewers go Peter Streslecki, Brent Suter, Devin Williams, 
Taylor Rogers. Those guys shut the door. And quite frankly, going with Strzelecki and Suter is Council's way of saying, look, I hope these guys hold it, but we'll understand if they don't, being only a two-run deficit. Those guys, I mean, Suter arguably has been the most important player for the Brewers these last couple of weeks, given the hot streak that he's on right now. I just wanted to give a moment to sing the bullpen's praises of holding the Diamondbacks where they were holding serve, if you will, since it's U.S. Open season for those final four innings. No, without a doubt. And Brent Suter has been absolutely such a key piece to this bullpen and saving some of the you know higher leverage guys uh, and not putting the pressure on the rest of the bullpen just with the ability to go out and put up zeros. I mean, I'm counting... I mean, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten scoreless outings in a row. He's been pitching phenomenally, and we love when he's out there because of the pace. Um, and then Strezlecki, how about this guy? Undrafted free agent club that I am part of. I like that club. And he has been going out there and just pitching with with no fear. I love the way this guy pitches. He'll throw the kitchen sink at you. Council's starting to trust him. He, I mean, he does trust him. He isn't starting to. He totally trusts him. So those guys and Perdomo are going to cover a lot of innings here, Dom. They got nine more games, ten more games in the next nine days. So those guys are going to cover a lot. And then it, they're also going to keep the leverage arms fresh. Yep, Brad Boxberger, he needs to kind of step it up, but he, he's going to continue to be called on by Craig Council. Um, in those leverage spots, so I think their bullpen has been great, and, it, and it's a, it's actually a really big bright spot. It gives me hope um, for this stretch run here. Awesome. Well, Vinny, big, big, big game tomorrow against a very quality opponent in Zach Gallen. We'll hear from more from you tomorrow, and of course with our friends at Valley Sports Wisconsin. Thanks for the time tonight. Go get some rest and get ready for a big one in the desert tomorrow. For sure. Thanks, Tom. Go crew. All right, Vinny Rettino joining us here on WTMJ. We got sound from the manager, Craig Council, coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. The one-two. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Devin Williams strikes out Walker with a changeup. And we're headed to Extra Innings here in Arizona. Devin's first work since Monday, and it was a huge moment to make sure we got an extra frame in, and the Brewers get it done in 10, 8-6. The final tonight, this is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catroni. Well, obviously, Devin pitching a scoreless bottom of the ninth inning got them to the 10th, but the only reason they got to the bottom of the ninth was because of Rowdy Telez's pinch-hit Game-tying home run, a no-doubt blast. He watched it. He admired it. He loved every second of it, and so did his manager, Craig Council. We hear from him now. Well, that, I don't, I don't know if that's the formula we want to keep going with, but uh, I mean, obviously, Rowdy had a huge hit. Um, Tyrone had, a, had some huge hits, um, and we just kept battling, and um, so it was a good win. You know, it uh, wasn't easy for sure. Um, but we kept, kind of kept at it and um, never gave an inch and, and wound up on top. With, with Tyrone, you know, the, the playing times went a little bit more sporadic for him, you know, going with the platoon, and for him to deliver that kind of night on a night you guys really needed that kind of performance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tyrone's, you know, we brought up Garrett and then Tyrone struggled a little bit in, the, in kind of in the month of August. Um, but he's also a, a player that's, you know, cap- that home runs in him, you know, and he's got power and he's, and he's he's got some stretches where he swung the bat really well. So 
you know, we're going to stick with Tyrone, and he's going to be a part of this. And um, you know, happy to see it. Uh, happy to see him come out of it a little bit and have a huge night. What do you make of Burns, Craig, over the last couple? Yeah, I mean, he just. You know, he just—he was the first two innings was kind of just a struggle to kind of get going, and then he, then he got, thought he got pretty locked in actually. Um, but he just—he just missed some pitches, you know. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. He just just missed on a couple of pitches, and they they took advantage of it, and um, that's where he ends up. One of the changes from last year is the home runs. Is that just him setting a crazy standard last yeah, year? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I would look at last year's home run total. I don't know if it's fair to look at that. But they have hurt him lately, it seems. Um, well, home runs hurt pitchers. Yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty, you know that, that's 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 fair. Um, and then, but I think that's you know there've been pitches kind of, you know there've been cutters that just quite didn't didn't finish really mostly. Um, give the other guy credit. Aside from Tyron, you had a couple guys, you know, like Kutch getting on a couple times, Leecho getting on a couple times, uh, you know, Victor with the double. I mean, do you think tonight was just kind of a night for a couple of them to? Yeah, I thought Weicho, I thought Weicho had a really good night. Uh, I think he was on base three or four times. Um, and I mean, Kutch. Kutch got the hit to bring us within one, which was was certainly big. Um, we got production up and down the lineup tonight, and I thought we had good at bats. Um, you know, a whole bunch of good at bats, really. Jace's hustle was big tonight too. Just getting there. Yeah, just a simple simple thing like that. Um, you know, gets us a run really. And then he, and obviously it was a you know that send down too looks scary, but just getting it to one run there is is a lot more valuable, I think, than people people realize. Absolutely. That's one of those things for Craig Council that when you look at a two-run deficit, what you're staring at is a bloop and a blast. What you're trying to figure out is, oh, well, if this guy gets on, then I can pinch hit him. Or if this guy gets on, well, maybe I need to keep this guy in the lineup for defense. There's, it gets a little more complicated. Whereas in the ninth inning, oh, we need one run? Rowdy, you hot? Come on up. You're up. Boom, tie game. That's how it works out. Let's get to the highlights here. Let's relive a heck of a win coming up next on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers needed every bit of this game. The Phillies had already lost. The Padres got off to a cold start against the Dodgers, so the Brewers knew they had an opportunity to maybe gain some gains in the wild card chase. But it started off on the wrong foot. A two-strike bunch single in the first by Josh Rojas. Then with two outs, a broken bat blooper for a single by Corbin Carroll put the D-backs up on the board first, 1-0. But Urias got the first extra base hit of the series to lead off the second inning. He was on second base, but then a ground out put runners on first and second after a walk. And with two outs, a huge moment for the Brewers to finally break through, not only with an extra base hit, but with an at-bat with a runner in scoring position. Here's a line drive down the left field line. That is a fair ball. It'll roll all the way into the corner. Ruiz will jog home. Around third is Taylor. He's headed for home. And the Brewers have taken a 2-1 lead on a two-run double from Victor Caratini. He needed that. The Brewers needed that. He was 2-30. for 30. 
before that at-bat. Brewers take a lead 2-1, but the Diamondbacks would respond in the bottom half of the inning with two outs again. If you're sensing a trend forming, a sacrifice fly by Dalton Varsho tied things up at two. Both teams were quiet in the third and the fourth. Some good defense in that stretch as well by the Brewers. Now we go to the fifth inning. This is where things got a little crazy. Andrew McCutcheon led off with a single. He was on first base when Willie Adamas decided to rocket himself a double as well. And the 0-1 to Adamas. Line drive, left field. Carroll going back on it. It's over his head. It'll roll all the way to the wall in left field. McCutcheon around third. He's on his way home. Here's the throw to the plate, and McCutcheon is going to be out. Adamas goes all the way to third on the play. What a throw by Corbin Carroll. And what a job by the Diamondbacks defensively to cut down Andrew McCutcheon at the plate. It took two perfect throws. Jason Lane got aggressive as we talked with Vinny Rettino. I was a fan of it. He wasn't. Doesn't matter. The Brewers won the game eventually. So they would get a run on an error in that fifth inning. But once again, the Diamondbacks would respond. A home run by Dalton Varsho off of a Corbin Burns changeup. That made the score 3-3. Three to three. And Tyrone Taylor, who has been a little bit less playing time as of late, had a huge moment to lead off the sixth inning. Three on the left side of the infield for the Diamondbacks, and Middleton's first pitch is a high fly ball deep right. Going back is Varsho at the track, at the wall, he leaps up, and it is a home run for Tyrone Taylor. It just got out of here and flew. Feels like the Lane Grindle show right now. But Tyro on an opposite field home run. It gives the Brewers the lead. He has had a great, great game. More on him in just a little bit. But guess what? The Diamondbacks would respond again. And it do it again with two outs off Corbin Burns and the bullpen of Brad Boxberger. Four consecutive two-out hits. At this point, the Diamondbacks were 12 for 29 in the series with two outs. Almost 450 with two outs. It's something the Brewers had to make sure they fixed down the stretch. We go in the final three, three frames. Brewers had an opportunity in the seventh, didn't get it done. Peter Streslecki left a man stranded on second in the seventh inning. Brent Suter left a man stranded on in the eighth inning. And then finally, a uh, infield hit by Jace Peterson in the top of the eighth inning. He advances second on a pass ball. He scores on a single by Andrew McCutcheon. It was huge because they actually reviewed it to make sure that the Brewers had that moment and had that one-run deficit as opposed to uh, a two-run deficit. Now we get ready to fast-forward to the ninth inning. The bench was available. Rowdy Ian Kennedy was on the mound. And Rowdy Telez, a.k.a. Big Randy, came to the point. One-two pitch. Rowdy, a high fly ball, right center field. Racing back is Thomas at the track. Gone! Rowdy Telez ties it at six. Another clutch ninth inning home run from Big Randy. His 28th of the season. And it's a brand new ball game in the desert. It got the Brewers off the deck. That home run and almost, you could probably hear the bell all the way back in Milwaukee. So Rowdy rings the bell. And... Don't forget, you don't have to wait until the holidays to put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate today at samilwaukee.org. Brewers weren't done with the home run ball, though. We go to the 10th inning. Tyrone Taylor. Oh, yeah. He's got one more in him. And now the 1-2 to Taylor. Swinging a high fly ball left field. This is deep. Carroll back onto the warning track. Turns around, watches it. It is gone! Second of the night, Tyrone Taylor. And the Brewers have an 8-6 lead here in the 10th. Wow! 
What a night. Tyrone carrying the Brewers to the lead here in the 10th. There's Josh Maurer on the call. Third career multi-homer game for Tyrone Taylor. And the 8-6 score would be the final. Taylor Rogers slammed the door in the 10th. Devin Williams did so in the 9th. A huge win for the Brewers. They are now two and a half back in the wild card chase. We'll wrap things up. Read your final text here in just a second on your home of the Brewers as we wrap up Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. What a win for the crew. 8-6 to six in 10 frames. They needed it. But tomorrow, it doesn't get any easier. Zach Gallen, a legitimate Cy Young contender. He should finish top five in Cy Young voting, if you ask me right now. He's got 34 consecutive scoreless innings. The Brewers are planning on ending that streak tomorrow. But this dude has got a nasty cutter, a nasty curveball, a really good fastball that has some late movement. This is somebody that the Brewers are going to have their hands full with. He doesn't throw overly hard. He just has his stuff play really, really well. The Brewers, look, with tomorrow, Jason Alexander on the mound, if you can get five innings out of him, that'd be sweet. If you can get four shutout innings out of him and rely on some length out of the bullpen, that's fine too. Maybe you go to Adrian Hauser and keep the sinker ball theme alive. The Brewers kind of have a a full box of tools tomorrow. Now that they've got Williams and Rodgers into a game in this last week, they're fresh. They're ready to go. They can go back-to-back. They can. Matt Bush is obviously still available. He wasn't needed in this game. The Brewers need to find a way to split it. There's just no other way to put it. And yes, it's going to be hard against Zach Gallen, but maybe it's just going to be one of those classic grinded-out games. Not maybe, it will be. The Brewers always play close games. It's going to be one of those classic grinded-out Maybe it's a 2-0 game. Maybe it's a 1-0 game for a long time. And then the Cardiac crew shows up again and gets the job done. I want to get to a few texts here that I've been waiting. Uh, Dallas on the east side. Look forward to calling up and being optimistic. Although tonight's win was big, it's overshadowed by the current struggles of the heart of the pitching order. Woodruff, Lauer, and Burns have been carrying the team all year. And to compound it, it's not good when the thing that becomes the norm, that we need dramatic wins, continually labeled one of the biggest wins of the year. You're absolutely right, Dallas. I'm sick of saying it's the biggest win of the year, but at the same time, with only 30 games to go, every game really is important because you're you know, a quick five-game losing streak from suddenly finding yourself out of contention, whereas a five-game winning streak doesn't even guarantee you gaining ground. Five-game losing streaks, you're out of play. Five-game winning streaks, you're in the hunt. That's why it's most important. I'll give it to the crew, though. They're not boring. Good thoughts there from Dallas. And Mike in Colorado, of course. A fabulous victory. They get eight runs on 12 hits. There were several spots in this game the Brewers could have folded, but they didn't. Key plays, big hits, and good pitching. CC did a great job, too, as in Craig Council. Let's hope they keep it going tomorrow. I agree, Mike. Big one coming tomorrow. Our coverage will begin at 2 o'clock with Brewers warm-up, uh, leading you up to the 3 o'clock first pitch coming up tomorrow from the finale here in Arizona. Then they'll go to Colorado for three next week. Should be a whole lot of fun uh, tomorrow here at Chase Field. That's going to do it for us here tonight on Brewers Extra Innings. Thanks so much for staying up late with us. Don't have to stay up late tomorrow. I hope you're enjoying your holiday weekend, and I hope you have some baseball on the radio on with your festivities, whether you're on a lake or just hanging out in the backyard. 
You can have WTMJ with you wherever you go. For Justin Pottinger, back in our studios, I'm Dominic Catronio from Phoenix, Arizona. The Brewers win 8-6 to six in 10 innings. Back tomorrow with our coverage at 2 o'clock. Until then, keep on swinging.